welcome to the Irresistible Marketing Pod, the podcast that lights your way when you're feeling lost in your business. I'm your host, Issa Gauchi, your marketing confidence cheerleader and owner of the M. Issa Messaging Digital Marketing Agency for Small Business Baddies. So today is a little different. Today is the very first of a series of recorded Marketing Confidence Cheerleader sessions because there is so much gold that happens in these sessions and I wanted to let you all in on what is possible for you if you decide that you would like to majorly up-level your confidence in your brand, your offer, the value you're bringing to the table, and yourself. So... Today's episode centers around this. Do you think you have to earn the brand that you created? Well, let me tell you a secret. You already did. Because it wouldn't exist without you. You brought it into the world. You birthed it. You gave it light. And that was enough. If you've been conditioned to believe that you don't just deserve what you require to survive and thrive, you have to perpetually strive to earn these things, this idea is probably creating some cognitive dissonance for you right about now. But that's okay. Nothing has gone wrong. What this indicates is that you've developed some super powerful survival tactics for navigating systems that weren't built for you. But now, since you are the owner of your own business, creating your own brand, it's a different ballgame. What if you didn't have to step into the persona that is in your mind's eye? The one that is the brand, who has earned it all, who deserves it all. What if you just have to let yourself own that this is already who you are? Welcome to the first episode of a series of real-life marketing confidence cheerleading sessions. This is the kind of beyond business coaching, alchemizing, magical up-leveling work that we do. I would like to extend a massive thank you to Arthur Robinson, the magnificent librarian contrarian, for sharing this part of your journey with us. So many are going to feel so seen and so much less alone thanks to your courage and welcoming us into this moment in your life. Well, hello, Arthur, and welcome to your Marketing Confidence Cheerleading session. I'm so happy to have you here. So um, how I usually like to start these things is a little bit of um, letting you know what's in store and some intention setting. So... First of all, let me let you know a little bit the lay of the land. So my approach is we'll talk business, yes, but then we'll also talk about kind of the emotions that are affecting how you show up in your marketing, which can sometimes get to some sensitive places. And so we have a safe word. It's bubbles. So if at any time you need me to stop and we need to kind of readjust where we're going, just say bubbles and I'll know what that means. And then I'd like to start with a check-in about what kind of support would feel best for you today. So um, I give my clients the option of ice cream or chili pepper. So ice cream is give it to me with a spoonful of sugar. um, And chili pepper is tough love works for me today. So let me let you know. 
uh, let me know how you're feeling. I'm feeling very summery and like, I say all that to say like, give me the chili pepper. <laughs> Let's like, I'm, like, give me the tough love. I want to see what this smells like. All right, awesome. Chili pepper it is. And then I would love for us to set an intention. So when you leave this session, what would make you be like, yes, I got exactly what I needed today. So what's the most important thing that we covered together today? A better sense of direction. I think there's a lot of different places I, I know I can go down uh, in my head, but like just knowing like, oh, no, this is just like for right now, one clear path, like this path based on everything that we've talked about, everything that I've shared with you, like this is like a good course of action that I, that you recommend to me. Okay, excellent. Well, let's dive in then. Let me know what's going on. Wow. So a lot of things like, uh, like I, I think I mentioned earlier. Um, so I'm in this, uh, transitional period. Um, I'm, I'm understanding a lot more about the identity that I am as I get into like my, <laughs> um, as I'm currently in my late thirties, getting into my early forties, trying to figure out like what type of person do I want to be? And, by extension, what kind of career that I want to go down. For the longest time, I've been like, I always said like a witness um, to uh, paraphrase James Baldwin. Um, but really, I was just like a photographer. I was like, I used that as an entryway to go into um, events. Um, my photography is very much... Um, live music live events live action i started shooting concerts because i had a crush on a bassist and i used the only camera that i had available at the time which was my iphone and from there it became a career from there like people i just posted stuff put it up on facebook instagram and people saw that stuff and like wanted to pay me for it and then that's like how a career started and I've been using that to, you know, just do things. And, but the, the real like last three years, 2020, like opened my mind and I had a lot of frustrations. I had a lot of things as a black queer disabled person that had to just come out. And so that's when I started writing um, even more so than ever before about civil rights, about racial justice, about these big concepts and uh, long story <laughs> kind of wrapping up um, it, it's allowed me to be this new person that I have dubbed a uh, friendly neighborhood library and contrarian so I'm coming out here talking about these issues about advocacy I'm uh, I recently did a disability justice 101 panel um, I co-created it with a lot of my friends um, Kyle and uh, Crow and I'm trying to remember all their names. There's so many. Um, and, uh, Jasmine and, uh, th these are people that really allowed me to kind of do this thing. Uh, Sarah and Dalton that, that wraps them all. Up. I want to give them love because they've allowed me to do this kind of thing. Uh, meeting people like yourself and, 
um, our mutual friend, Sarah Beyer, who've also kind of like allowed me to get myself to a place of personal empowerment, um, showing me what's possible, giving me opportunities. That has allowed me to feel comfortable about that. In doing so, now it's like, okay, now I have to kind of like relaunch. I have to like, now I have to be, hey, I'm this, I'm the library contrarian. So like, uh, it, it's, um, I want to get the mindset. I want to get like all that kind of, that little, that ground foundation set up before I start like doing the website, doing all this kind of stuff. And this is why I wanted to talk to you today about all of that. <laughs> Ooh, I love that. So um, a few places I want to dive into. So I love the name, the library. Is it the librarian contrarian or the library? Yes. The librarian contrarian. Okay. Right. That's great. Tell me a little bit about um, how that's the identity. That's the name. So I... What I do on Facebook, because I'm a writer, because I'm a poet, because I'm a romanticist, I, like I like I can't just make things. I like I have to like 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 put a little zhuzhuzh and some joie de vivre on everything that I'm talking about with my bon mots. But it's just like I make Black Power mixtapes. I I I find resources from TikTok and um, Twitter. I usually like elevate people who are kind of doing the thing already. Um, I like to quote a lot of people because it's like, why am I trying to say something? If somebody already said it better and more succinct, as you can hear this conversation, me like, um, I, I'm very verbose, but like, you know, sometimes just like quick and straight to the point really affects and gets to a, like a better audience. But, and so that was like the idea of that. If people are already putting stuff out there uh, and then you kind of realize that like, a lot of people do that. A lot of like a lot of books. One of my favorite books um, that inspired me um, is like Heather McGee's The Sum of Us. And that is a very quotation book. That is a very researched book. That is like there like every chapter always has a source of a source. And that is a thing that I I give a level of respect to as a librarian, as a researcher, as an archivist. Um all this stuff exists and it's really fascinating to me looking forward because I've always been a librarian I think in some form or in some fashion as a kid um, these public services these government services have allowed me to kind of do that the contrarian part is just like because I'm going against the status quo the, I'm saying things that should be like you know housing is a human right and like love is love all these things and more um, the, you know, they're like, I feel like they're these universal troops, but like we live in a society that pushes against that. And so you need a kind of a contrarian to kind of like show you otherwise. <laughs> well, I love that. And I I love that you already have an identity that's pretty well formed. Like I just made a note of I make Black Power mixtapes. Like that is like librarian contrarian I make black power mixtapes are things that are sticky in people's minds which is great for branding and marketing because you want people to be like have instant associations and instant recognition and trust so you're already on a really good track um I guess is the question like 
how do you personally step into that role and feel really confident about it? Or is it like, how do you explain it to other people? I've probably the first part. I think it's like, I'm, thank you so much for first all, just like uh, this, but <laughs> in general, um, but in particular, I, I'm really grateful for like you mirroring that. Like, I have spent a lot of time thinking about this. I've, I've like, I feel like my head's in the clouds, just kind of like working about this. And I actually feel like a little bit more grounded on like my approach, but you're right. It's like, I kind of am missing like a fire. So like the motivation to like now become this person publicly, I think is what I'm kind of looking for. Okay. Yeah. Let's dive into that. So a through line that I was noticing like all the way back from when you started doing show photography at the very beginning is what I see as kind of a particular magical superpower you have is to meet the right people and then introduce them to each other. Like you've carried that strength through all of your career history and then you've made it even bigger. Like I know you introduced me to Feminista Jones, which I'm very grateful for. Um, just for like in the coven when we're talking, chatting and you'll just like pop in there with these incredible references that have so much to say on these topics that mean a lot to people and teach people. And it's like, it's kind of like this intellectual networking or like where you're connecting little stars in the galaxy that are on other sides and then making everybody's experience so much richer, which goes great with the librarian thing oh absolutely i'm i'm a big fan of like this this concept of like we're all stars and if we just all come together we can be these great constellations and it guides us to these different directions and stuff and that's so thank you yeah. for picking up what i was putting down yeah so to me when i hear kind of the back backstory is you don't have to step into an identity you just have to own the identity you already have because you already are the librarian contrarian. <laughs> like you've wow. already been doing this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So um, why don't you let me know a little bit about where do you feel like you aren't fully embodying that identity that you would like to be? This is really interesting because now we're getting to, I think, we're, 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 what's blocking me, like what's kind of holding me back. And this is like, I've only like, as of late, have done like the self-reflection thing. It's like, there is, there is something really interesting about everything that we've just talked about where it's easier for me to produce to make art to put myself out there when it's for other people but I guess it's the embracing of that for myself and so this is really interesting where it's like you're already telling me like you're that person why like but you don't have to make anything you're that you're you're them so now it's like okay and I guess it's now just like the ownership of that to actually to believe that for myself. And I guess we can spend the rest of the time on that. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, part of the identity is that this work is for other people. Like you're connecting, you're connecting the stars across galaxies. 
So yeah, tell me, tell me what the block is. Is it that you're feeling that's so like, that's such a compliment. Are you a squirmy with compliments person? Yes. You're a, okay. Yeah, me too. Yeah. That you're like, well, that's such a cool identity. It feels weird to accept that it's mine. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Awesome. That's I'm thinking, good- yeah, I'm thinking. I'm just going to like freeform uh, right now because I'm like, because my first thought to that right now is the the thought of being perceived. It's like, I want to do all these nice things, but it's like, like, I guess I don't feel like I earned the intention to do them. It's just like, I, I like, I was so used to being in the background. Now being on stage or like wanting to be on stage and like, experiencing the spotlight and being vocal and doing that it does feel like a different vibe because it's like because i think it is that perception it's like oh now i'm on stage now people can hear me (laughs) now people can see me and now they have an opinion on me and that is a really interesting thing um because ooh. Once the dam breaks, it just it all starts to flow. Um, I'm thinking about the idea of, or just um, being brought up in a space where it was easier for you to not stand out. Like the tallest blade of grass is going to be the first one cut. And there is something that I'm really, I think, starting to articulate, which is of like being uncomfortable and some ways that perception to be seen was harmful, was traumatic. And those aspects of it where it was easier to blend in, it was a, you know, survival instinct and in in those aspects. And I think what we're touching upon here is like, this is more, this is discomfort. This isn't hurt. This isn't harm. This is discomfort. Like this is discomfort because it's something new. This is something that I haven't done before which does feel obtuse because it's like i'm just remembering what you said earlier it's like you're that person you've done this stuff before you are doing these things i think you're just nervous because it's like you're doing them now in this more public way and more in a way that you kind of have to be mindful of like capacity because now there's a consistency now you're going to be doing this daily or if not weekly and so can you maintain that schedule that kind of thing. Ooh, that was great. Okay. There's a few things I wanted to dive into there. Um, so one is you said something along the lines of you don't feel like you've earned the attention. Um, how would someone earn attention? Interesting. I guess it's I it feels like it's a more like a value proposition like I have to do something or I have to feel like I'm contributing value in a space that I'm in. And so I feel like I have to like some kind of arbitrary system of which like I have to do all these things and now I feel like or um reach these accolades or 
have this cosine or something, some kind of proof of, of, of getting to, you know, contribute to, I've always likened it um, to like a passport. Like I need to like earn this thing for me to actually pass uh, in this space or with this new community or whatever. And so I think that's kind of where I'm coming through from with my answer. What if just your presence contributes value? <laughs> Let's play with that. Let's play with that. There's something there. Do you like animals? Yes. Okay, so I'm thinking like my puppy right now. He needs a lot of attention. Like he just needs a lot of attention to thrive. And I'm happy to give it to him because just my puppy's presence makes my life so much better. And like often when he wants attention, he's like being destructive. <laughs> he's like doing the opposite of like earning the right to have my attention. Mm -hmm. But I still think he deserves my attention because he's here and that's what he needs. And I'm thinking like, that's like with kids, right? Like ideally kids wouldn't have to earn attention. Like they just deserve attention because they're here and they make our lives better. So why would it be any different for us as adults? I 100% agree with that. And I think, I think going back to the trauma is like, me forgetting that or me or that being a trauma block for me not to accept that absolutely and i so want to like hold you in that space like you have really good reasons why these blocks were here like you are a smart person your body's smart so you have these things that developed to protect you and so nothing's gone wrong that they're here to protect you. It's just now you have the opportunity to be like, I want to do this thing that's going to require some of my built-in protections to shift a little bit. Um, and you have the awareness and the intention to make those shifts if you want to. Um, but and we're, we're going to dive into that in a second. But I'm wondering... If maybe that's, um, if, if you're someone who likes mantras or affirmations or chanting or writing down an affirmation for the day, if, how would it feel to try on just my presence adds value? Okay. So good. I'm going to write that down. <laughs> like you just said. Yeah. Um. Thank you for that. You're very welcome. My presence adds value. It's on my desk. Thank you. <laughs> You're so welcome. Would you be willing to dive into the visibility piece? Yes, absolutely. Okay. So You've had some really good reasons to come up with some pretty strong protection systems <laughs> and like perimeter alert <laughs> for yourself. 
for visibility. Um, so again, nothing's gone wrong. Your smart body developed those to protect you for the context you were in at the time. When we're talking about being blown up as the librarian contrarian and the thought of visibility, tell me a little bit about how what happens. How does that feel? The thought of being seen in that capacity. It's such a like a level of disconnect. Like I talked about this earlier about the the perceptions. Like it's it's so much easier to have a conversation when I feel like I'm not thinking about it. Like it's just happening. This thing that we're doing right now, like just talking to you. But now I'm like, when I think I overthink, it's like, there really is. It's just a zero to a hundred. There really, I, I, I wish there was like a gauge that could possibly like fine tune it, but it always just feels like, Oh no, I'm talking to Isa now. Does Isa feel, uh, I, I, am I rambling? Am I going too much? Am I going too far? Am I all these kind of like things, which is so funny because it's like you've never been that way <laughs> to me <laughs> and even right now they're like we're good on time there's nothing like there's nothing that i'm saying but it's all these like different voices that like it seems so strange and that's how i've, I've been feeling about um that disability justice um 101 panel i did I feel like I went to a fugue state. I just said a whole bunch of stuff <laughs> and I feel like I did a great job with that. And I did because I got people, I got good comments, but I guess it's, it's, I guess it's cause it, it does feel like every time I do something like that, it's getting yourself to that place where you feel comfortable. Like photography, you can give me a camera any camera from any brand, any model, any year. You can have like, I can shoot your puppies right now. Like, like I could do that. And I, and I got my, and that's years over decades of work to do that. And I think that that's really interesting that those muscles work great. It's the communication part. I feel like it feels, it gets tricky. And so I guess that's my biggest thing. Like I'm, I'm I guess I'm sort of answering myself, answering the, the question of like, you're nervous because it's like you haven't built up those muscles. And so you're like, you're nervous because you're doing the thing that like most yoga people or exercise people will tell you is like, you're not gonna get it on the first try, but you want to. You like you've seen everybody around you and you want to be at that level, but it's the first time or it's like the first couple of times. And so I'm just like, oh, man. <laughs> so a few things in there. So one, what if discomfort isn't a sign that anything's wrong? Ooh, it just hit me. It just hit me. Why do I why do I think discomfort is wrong? I mean, the librarian contrarian is diving into some thick, thorny topics, right? Disability right. justice isn't a comfortable conversation. 
racism isn't a comfortable conversation. It's not like, these are probably things you're not going to, even the best, most qualified people who talk about these things probably don't feel all warm and fuzzy when they're having these conversations because this is hard, uncomfortable stuff. So what if discomfort when you're diving into these places that so many people are afraid to go is just a natural response reaction? Wow. <laughs> Thank you for that reframe. Wow. You're very welcome. The other thing I wanted to touch on is you mentioned um, like a fugue state or like just kind of freeform talking. Right. So I'm imagining this is something you've been punished for in your past. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So that makes sense that that feels sensitive. If I could mirror back to you, I think so many gold nuggets come out when you do your freeform talking. I think I think it's a skill. It's not something you have to fix. This is just like part of the magical makeup of you, of the librarian contrarian. And it's kind of like if I think about like freeform poetry or like spoken poetry, right. you know, some people that's magic. You're like, how did they come up with that in the instant? Like that just changed my entire life. Like, how did they do that? And some people are like, I don't get it. It's not structured enough. Again, it's not anything that went wrong. It's like some people like black licorice and some people don't, you know? So what if the fugue state, the freeform talking is just the way you communicate and there's nothing wrong with it? Oh, I want to cry because it's like, oh, this is, ooh, this is like 10 years of therapy in a, one little session. Like you're, we're doing some like inner child work right here. Thank you. You're very welcome. And crying is allowed. It's a nice release. <laughs> This is you spicy? <laughs> I feel like, oh, this is just so warm and comfortable, like a like a blanket out of the dryer. <laughs> oh, I love that. Please write that in a review for me. <laughs> yeah. So I just, I feel like I hit you with some truth bombs. Do we need a little somatic break to maybe shake it out for a second? Yes, please. Okay, let's do that. Let's shake it out for a second. <sighs> okay. How are you feeling? <laughs> Listeners, I think you're going to miss out on this, but like the shakeout with 
<laughs> the way the like Issa looks in the background, it's like it's like a '60s beach party. <laughs> yeah, we have '60s beach parties in marketing conference training sessions. <laughs> So much better, thank you. You're very welcome. Yeah, okay. So, visibility. The thought one is what if discomfort is not wrong or something you have to fix when you're being the librarian contrarian? What if it's just like, okay, yeah, of course I feel discomfort. We're going to a thorny place. <laughs> I'm brave enough to go to the thorny places and brave this discomfort. That's a strength. Oh, absolutely. I'm brave enough to go to the, yes, thank you. You're welcome. And then fugue state, free form talking. To me, like, if I can put my little advertising messaging spin on this, like you are just living, breathing art. Everything you say comes out in art. Everything's a poem. <laughs> <laughs> so of course you're not like, here's my PowerPoint structured speech. Nah, nah, that's not your box. <laughs> <laughs> How does that feel? I feel like I got my first testimonial. Thank you. That was beautiful. That was, oh, wow. Wow. Um, wow. <laughs> we talked about this earlier, like, oh, uh, compliments, but <laughs> You're making me blush over here. Thank you. So let's tie it back to being seen. Okay, so discomfort isn't a problem. Freeform poetry thoughts are not a problem. We just lean into those, we really own them. These are part of the work. This is part of who the librarian contrarian is. Um, so what does that mean in terms of people perceiving you? If you just lean into what is already there, the people who are like, I'm not into black licorice are gonna self-select out. They're out of your audience. That's fine. And the people that are like, man, every time Arthur says anything, my life changes. Get to be in there. And then that means every time you let yourself be seen as you are, it's a gift to your people. Love it. Love it. No notes. It's just, it's just so great. Yeah. And if I could just paint a little picture of how this might change internally, if you let give people the opportunity to see you just leaning into who you already are. I know this is something you've been punished for in the past. And it's possible you might get some bad reactions for the people that just don't like black licorice. That's okay. But the people who do that are like all about black licorice, 
letting them see you and letting them reflect back to you how exactly how you are is just what they needed. It's going to give you an opportunity to heal that part that was so punished for being who you were. And the thing is, that part stays wounded if you don't give anyone the opportunity to love on that part of you. You're right. You're absolutely right. And I'm absolutely taking that one to heart. So glad. So let's talk about um, boundaries. Because you get to have boundaries. Um... I wouldn't expect yourself, as good as I am, I wouldn't expect yourself to leave this session and just be like, I'm 100% fine with being seen. (laughs) (laughs) Like, this is kind of like a gradual thing where you give yourself a little bit of proof that it's okay to be seen and you give yourself a little bit more proof so you can like open that door a little bit more, open it a little bit more. And that's fine. Nothing's gone wrong. Um, But we can set up some really good boundaries for you so that it's not too much too soon. Right? No, absolutely. Thank you so much for uh, action steps. <laughs> so yeah, I'm looking forward to them. Yeah. Okay. So tell me how this would feel. Would you like there to be a bit of a separation between Arthur and the librarian contrarian? So like when we're not at work, we can leave librarian contrarian at the office. Yes. Okay. Cool. So I'm not saying you have to do anything, any of these. Take what works for you and leave the rest. But one thing I found worked really well for people is you know how Beyonce has a stage persona like Sasha Fierce? Right. Okay. So what if librarian contrarian is your Sasha Fierce? Your librarian contrarian when you're on the stage. So you, if that's like a literal stage or if that's like on your social media account, and then you get to be Arthur at home. So that means we just need clear internal boundaries for when you're which one. <laughs> and some things that can help with this are um, maybe we have separate pers- social media accounts or maybe where like we only look at social media this time and the rest of the time our notifications are off, you know, like how Sarah deletes Instagram over the weekend and then puts it back on. Yeah. Like if that helps, that can be great. Um, Another thing that can really help is if you're into glamour magic at all, like sometimes we do a visual thing to be like, I have a client who's like this amazing musician and when she's stepping into her musical icon persona, she wears like some sort of really intense red eye makeup and then she can wipe it off when she's not in the stage persona. For me, sometimes it's like a bold lip. If I'm going to be like hardcore marketing confidence cheerleader and I'm feeling like Issa's having a hard time stepping into that role, I'll like put on some lipstick. So you don't have to do this, but if that's something that would help being like, I am librarian contrarian right now. I am Arthur right now. That's a fun thing to think about. Um, 
Okay, so when are when are we in our presence on online and when can we turn it off? Another thing that can be good to think through in advance is um, unfortunately for times when we talk about things like racism, um, LGBTQ rights on the internet, um, we might get some trolls, we might get some pushback. So having some self-protective boundaries in place beforehand, like, oh, I know how to respond to this can be good. Is that something you'd like to talk about? Yes. Okay. So I like to think about social media, like your house. So if you're, you're inviting people in, but to come in, they have to take off their shoes (laughs) or you might have some, if someone like kicks my dog, they're banned from my house forever. Or if someone is shows up sloppy drunk and they break all this stuff, they have to leave. Um, (laughs) So We can have similar rules for social media. So someone shows up and they're straight up trolling. We can have protection in place. We can just delete and block if we want to. We can delete and block if that feels better. We can have some thoughts about like, when would I want to educate and show up with love? And when do I want to show up with love for myself and just remove them from my space? I love all these so far. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You want to talk about that at all? This one's often like one people struggle with. So. So I think the thing that's going to be, I, I know it's going to be, well, it's going to be a struggle no matter what, because it's going to be new and you know, <laughs> we've talked about the new and discomfort. I think it's going to be easier for me having the dual personas or just having like a separate place to do it. I'm also interested when when identities are going to blur. So I'm thinking about it more in terms of like in-person stuff. Like I know a lot of people know me um, for different reasons, friendship, coworker, what have you, a photographer. And so to be this now librarian contrarian in public in my local community that's the part that I think is going to be interesting because that's going to be like a harder thing because that there will be a little bit more blurring. And so I'm interested to kind of hear um, your perspective and like um, ideas around that. Sure. Can you give me like a scenario about what you're worried might happen? I'm trying to think about this. There's um a couple community town halls that I'm going to that, that I already have scheduled in place later this month that I'm gonna go to. And the ones obviously where nobody knows like I'm truly a stranger and just it's it's just community gatherings. That's that's a completely different thing and easier to be the librarian contrarian. But ones where it's gonna be different people. It's gonna be people that I know that I've known in the past and introductions to preconceived relationship standings and power dynamics and all that kind of stuff. Those are the ones I'm a little bit more concerned with because it's easy to to say this stuff like when, you know, when we're not stressed, when, when, when things 
are like when we're at a hundred percent, but in those instances, I'm a little bit nervous. I mean, uh, because more, more than likely it's going to be after work. And so my energy levels are going to be low or I might go back to past behavior that probably wouldn't serve the conversation. Like I'm, I'm going to hold back. I'm not going to. And so those are moments that I'm like, okay, let's talk about that. Yeah. Let's see what we can do when those uh, instances occur. Okay. And are you worried like someone's going to want to debate you? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, okay. Yes. Okay. Um, there's a few ways we can handle that. So one is you can always say, hey, I'm actually not in the right place to have this conversation with you right now. If you want to learn more about my views, you can go to my website or my Instagram. So simple and yet effective. Yes, I love it. <laughs> yeah. Um. So So we can always let people know if we're not available for a conversation that is always allowed. <laughs> um, I think the trick is noticing, like, I know for me, sometimes I'm in the conversation before I realize I'm not up for this. And so a few things that help with this is noticing how it feels in your body when it's a conversation you're not, you don't want to have right now. Okay. So, um, for me, I notice a tightness in my chest and throat. And why not actually, do you want to do a quick guided meditation to see if your body will let you know? Yes, yes, please. Okay. Okay. So get comfy in your chair. I'm going to feel both your sits bones, both feet on the floor. Do a little wiggling until you're comfortable. Go ahead and deep breath in through the nose out through the mouth. In through the nose. Hold at the top, see if you can sip in a little bit more air. Out through the mouth. All the way down to your belly button. In through the nose, hold at the top, slip in a little bit more air, and release. If we could ask your body how it will let you know when you need to have this conversation at a different time or not at all. Give it a thank you for showing you. You can let it all go and shake it out. Did you get an answer? Yeah, it's it's a tightness in like my 
chest and like belly. Like it's always like, um, I guess the best way I can describe it for those in the audience, it's, it feels like a roller coaster ride and you just feel like, Oh, you're like, like, like your stomach just goes to hit your back. And that's, I've had that for so long. I never like, I've always ignored it and I've never like addressed it. I never really focused on it. I never really put it to words before. And now that I have, it's like, wow. Okay. <laughs> awesome. So when your body does that, we now know that means we're in a conversation we need to get out of. <laughs> so what are you going to say then? I am going to say, um, I almost wanted to say what you said verbatim, but like, I'm mostly just going to go like, you know, um, we can have this conversation at a later date in time. Um, but for, if you really want to know something right now, I got my website, I got my social media, um, but give me your email and we can talk about it later. <laughs> okay. So that's really leaving the door open. Do you want to leave the door open that much? Depending on the person, um, I probably would close the door. You're right. I, I would probably focus more on website, social media, like kind of. If you're truly interested, it's like I kind of need you to do the work. It's a, and then like, I guess that's my thing. It's like I want you to kind of like do the. I want you to do your homework before you come back and talk or, or just like that level of respect and reciprocity. And thank you for pointing that out. I was leaving the door open a little too wide. And you're also inviting them to keep talking. So yeah. I'm wondering, could we shift it a little? Like, hey, I'm noticing that I'm not available for this conversation right now. And mm -hmm. to have a conversation like this, I want to be fully present. So if I feel ready to have this conversation later, I will for sure let you know. But if you want to learn more about my perspective on this, here's all this information on my website and social media. Perfect. Such a better boundary. Thank you. Okay. So we have self, that self-protection in place. How does that feel then showing up as librarian contrarian in person with people who already know you? So much better. Thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. And then this is not something you have to do. If it feels good to you, um, I think um, someone who does this really well is Jade and Coven. They have kind of like a rules of engagement for their social media. Um, and then there's another one who has some great like boundaries up front, like where they'll periodically be like, welcome to my social media. Here are the rules of engagement. Please check these out before you comment. Um, I think they're consent wizard. They have something like that. If that would feel good to you to have some sort of like graphic that just references um, the, the type of social media engagement you're willing to entertain and what will get you blocked, you can totally have that. Um, you are totally welcome on individual posts to let people know the individual engagement. Like you can say, um, black folks only con comment and then people who violate it you can boot or <laughs> like give them a warning however you want to deal with that you can um, set the stage for how it's going to be the most conducive most effective 
types of communication that keep your spaces as a librarian contrarian as flowing and as effective and as feel good as possible for you. I love it. And thank you for re-reminding me of those resources. Sure. If you want to have a like for people who are new to my space or new to these conversations, um, since you are the librarian, you could even have kind of like a pin post of like, if you're tempted to debate me, read this, this, and this first. I won't talk to you unless you have. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. You could have fun with this, depending on how educational you want to be. You can have like info sheets and pin those. Um, but I, I do want to caution you, you are not obligated to do this. If the people you're talking to or your ideal partners, collaborators, co-creators as librarian contrarian already know, already have a baseline level of knowledge, then we can talk to them and we can tell everybody else that, sorry, this is a 400 level class. And if you're at a 100, you're going to have to go do this coursework before you can come talk here. <laughs> It's so awesome. <laughs> yes. So how are you feeling? Um, yeah. Do you want to talk about that a little bit? Who are the librarian contrarians people? I mean, the, the knee jerk reaction to that statement is always like, I'm doing this for people. Like I'm doing like, we all kind of need to like know all this stuff. We all kind of have, um, points that we don't really um, miss out or like as good as we are, as good as we think we are, um, there's always something to learn. And I think that's, that's where I initially started. There was some like instances in my life where I was just like, Oh yeah, there's a, I still got a lot of learning to go. And that's kind of how I feel about this. Um, I think more specifically, um, I've been playing with the idea of like the concept of pre preaching to the choir. Sometimes it's like the people who are kind of like, who are more receptive to um, the stuff that we're talking about, the, the issues of like race and gender and class and, and sex and all those fun things. Um, just like, just like more like awareness to things um the things that really affect our communities and kind of like being informative to that being like the black cnn kind of like that like aspect to that as a good starting point while i build up being more comfortable kind of like converting people or just kind of like educating people where i know it's going to be debate or i'm educating people who are going to be less receptive to this. So to finally answer your question, I think it's just like people who are kind of like in these communities already, I'm feeling more comfortable reaching out to them and knowing that this is a service that I'm providing. And this is just, Hey, I'm, I'm trying to start a library in your community as well. Okay. Excellent. So that gives us some good information about boundaries we need. You're not teaching 101 classes. Okay. So that means whether in person or online, 
these aren't the people you're talking to. You can kind of come up with some like rote responses being like, hey, thank you for your interest. Um, I encourage you to check this stuff out and come back. But these are kind of topics I'm not willing to discuss because there's so many much other information out there. And I'm focused on people with this level of knowledge. Yes, thank you. It really just like highlighted something. So thank you for like a better audience perspective. Thank you. Yeah, I think it might be fun to come up with like a pin post where you're like, to engage in this space, you need to have a working knowledge of, uh, knowledge of XYZ. If you don't ha yet have a working knowledge, that's okay. Go check out these resources and come back. But <laughs> to comment on my page, you need to understand these you need to have a working knowledge of XYZ. Love it. Love it. And if you imagine you're one of your ideal folks, you know, I know in my social justice communities, like conversations are always getting derailed by the person being like, but what is tokenism? <laughs> And then we all have to go back and explain and like, you know, like, and then it feels like whenever there's that person that's like, I'm ignorant, everyone pay attention to me and educate me, like keeps getting all of the attention. Imagine how it would feel for your people to just have those people immediately like kindly shut down and shown the door so that you can get to the good stuff in the conversation. <laughs> Oh, wow. I never thought about that, but like, yeah. Um, yeah, I think <laughs> we don't talk about this nearly enough, but I think being part of a librarian is also kind of being part usher. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta, some people got to go. Uh, so, yes, thank you so much for bringing that up. <laughs> so these boundaries we're talking about serve you, of course, and that's important, but they also really protect your people. Because you're giving them center stage, you're giving them the spotlight, that you're giving them a place to talk with someone who already gets it. <laughs> and that is so valuable. Like, you know that, that it's so valuable when you can actually just have the real conversation, right? Right. All right. Well, we are coming right up on time and I wanted to just check in. Did we cover what was most important to you to cover for this session? And then some. Thank you for the six course meal that I was not expecting. <laughs> of course. All right. Um, well, I will include it in show notes, but if there's anything you want to shout out for listeners for where they can follow you and soak up your amazing knowledge and references, um, feel free to give it a shout out. It's art with words on all social media, even blue sky. <laughs> um, just added that one. So that's why I added. Um, but yeah, uh, you're watching or you're going to be listening to somebody in like a transitional period. So before library contrarian like gets like officially up and running, um, that's where you can meet me. And um, yeah, I'm looking forward to, <laughs> I'm looking forward to being your friendly neighborhood librarian contrary in your in the future in your life.
Thank you so much for joining us for today's episode. If you've misplaced your confidence, give me a call. We'll get it back tenfold. With Season of Support, we vanquish whatever is standing in the way of your most dazzling, most empowering, and most lucrative marketing. You can expect to get things done, and don't be surprised if your business up-levels fast. It's 25% off right now through Tuesday, October 3rd, which is actually hundreds of dollars off of the price. And there are interest-free payment plans available for up to six months to make this more accessible. Check the show notes for the link on how to get in on this special offer. And if you loved this episode and want to keep up with the librarian contrarian, check out the show notes for how to follow Arthur and let Arthur know you loved this episode. And if you did enjoy this episode, which of course you did, because Arthur's such a gem, and you'd like to keep more episodes like this coming along, show me some love by subscribing and dropping me some stars and a glowing review. That kind of thing goes such a long way to help others find this rad-free resource. And it makes me feel real good to know that y'all are getting kick out of this content. All right, good night, love you, bye.